out of the gates they come. Oh, man, I was just about to break your eggs and be like, he owes us donuts, baby. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Life is amazing. I took my car in for service this morning. I was supposed to meet the guy at 730. He was not there. I was the first one there. I'm waiting. I wind up talking to the guy next to me. And he says, I'll just sign you in and whatever. And I give him my name and he goes, get out of here. I go, what? He goes, you know, my wife, Beth Meeks. Man, bang, oh, Beth, wow. <laughs> Beth was our girl at uh, Brightline. She now has a dog grooming uh, business. And he goes, I got you covered. Signs me in, gets me an Uber, and I am back for the show. So uh, way to go. Well done. Beth Meeks. If you're going to BMW, Fort Lauderdale, ask for Wes Meeks, man. He is the man. <laughs> definitely thought you were going to be late this morning and you were going to have to bring donuts but well done on being on time and good morning to the huddle crew as they shuffle in this morning um you know happy birthday to jake yesterday i don't know if we want to show the pictures of dinner last night oh, but an awesome meal. long time since i've been to council oak uh for a steak but wow that was a phenomenal dinner that we had last night and uh just great to celebrate jake and continue to watch him grow up or not grow up. And uh, it was just awesome. Great time together as a family. Really fantastic. He did. Um, they did a great job. It was great to have us all together. For those that are wondering, Shade does have a wife. He does have a baby, but they, he never brings them. <laughs> I, played, I, played hooky, I played hooky last night. So like Hard Rock's not a sponsor yet, but maybe they should be because like, if you're going to go to Hard Rock, like you don't even have to gamble. You can go get a great meal and then on your way out, you stop by the store to say hello to Jesse. You and I went different directions. But, uh, you know, then you get to go by the Weston Jeweler store. And did you see the new lighting and how beautiful I, it is? So not only did I see the lighting, Helen and I breezed through, said hello to Jesse, you know, talked for a few minutes. And then certain things were illuminated for her. <laughs> you know, she's like, I like that and I like that. And she goes, wow, they have a great selection. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> Valentine's Day is coming up on oh, Monday. Yes. With and with that being said, why would you wait, not? Wait, wait. Yeah. Here's what's even better. I said to him, I said, "Dude, man, you look great." He goes, "It's a gold farm." Of course, <laughs> it's a gold farm. Man. <laughs> I love that. That oh, is fantastic. But speaking of Valentine's Day, why would you not scan that QR code and? Get yourself an opportunity to win a quorum watch or a beautiful necklace from Weston Jewelers or a celebrity Apex Cruise or a night on the water with the Noodlebergs. Lots of great gifts to be had as you're donating to American Heart and uh, you know supporting the cause as we move closer to the Heart Walk in March. I want to make it very clear, you know, we're making a fairly sizable donation as we have come to you know do often and that gets us oh my god jake fields is in the house man good morning what? jake fields brother, man. so uh good for you man welcome aboard it's good to see you the, meanwhile if you're not following jake fields you should because he's maybe the best snowboarder i've ever seen and this guy <laughs> rushing mountains that are basically straight up the hill but to my point anyone can put in you know, the $50 and they get registered for any one of those things, 
we're in when we go live. Yeah, our donation gets us tickets, right? Yeah. We can win our own prize. I do. As is Eddie Dykes. Like I Eddie Dykes got a lot watch. of tickets. I do want to watch. I do want to go. Uh, well, I guess if we win the cruise, do we go with ourselves? Well, yeah, it's just a night out for ourselves. We don't. Have, we can invite somebody, I guess, if we want. <laughs> just great stuff. Great stuff happening in a positive head because of last night. It really was great to celebrate family. And between you and me on social media and all that kind of stuff, um, thanks for the love, everybody. It was cool. Absolutely. So let's get to some wake-up music, and then we've got some great content to talk about. Got some great birthdays that are going to lead us to some great content, and uh, got to celebrate a journey of somebody who has finally made it to the top of their career. Let's wake up first. Let's go. So first and foremost, you and I had both seen this post and I thought that it was definitely worth sharing. So for those of you who aren't paying attention to football or haven't heard us talk about it, Mike McDaniel is the new head coach for the Miami Dolphins. And for those of you who don't know Mike's story or have ever seen Mike, Mike does not look like a guy that belongs in the NFL. Um, not because he's a Yale graduate. I mean, he's super intelligent, but because he's a very small guy and you would never think that that would be a guy that would be leading the charge in the NFL. But as you see his story and you hear what he talked about, as a kid, he wrote this self-fulfilling prophecy of, I will be in the NFL. And he would keep it in his helmet as a kid. And as he started to grow up, he found his way in. Rode to the you know the Broncos facility, became a ball boy, became an intern, worked his way up, and in college was at a crossroads of, do I go and be a financial an analyst? Do I go into this career that Yale has offered me the opportunity to go to, or do I chase my passion and just say I'm going to do whatever it takes? And I want to be clear here because I did that. I lived that I lived that journey. I was there. He got hooked up with the right people. Good for him for landing on the right staff at the right time. And for those of you who don't know, he's a recovering addict. He is an alcoholic that went through some serious issues when he was in Atlanta with Dan Quinn and his staff. And that staff supported him, got him out of it, and look at where he is now. So super cool. We had talked about mirrors and, and affirmations, but this is a guy who's been telling himself that story his whole life and look at where he is. So, you know, it brings up such a powerful takeaway about the power of how you talk to yourself. You yep. know, we talk worse to ourselves than we would ever allow anybody to talk. If you wrote that down and then just recited it, you'd go, I'm not going to allow that person to talk to me that way. Yet we do it all day, all day long. We're big fans of language. All of the people that we coach, we are 
coaching them on using a different soundtrack, not I'm trying, I'm doing, you know, not, you know, I, I can't do it. No, I can't do it yet. You know, all that kind of stuff. So when you see validation like this of a guy who just affirmed, he didn't matter what happened. He had his eye on the prize and did whatever it takes to get there. You have to revel in it. I mean, first of all, you know, how many football coaches come out of Yale? You know, yeah. you know, so, you know, this guy's a bright guy that had life got in the way. Circumstances got in the way. He didn't allow it. You know, you have to rise above your circumstances. You know, it's in his tribe. Like, yeah. I want to be so clear about this, that like it is possible that he, he gets into that scenario that he got into in Atlanta and got in a bad way with alcohol. If he's not surrounded by the right people, his life could be derailed in a completely different direction so like the tribe you keep the people you surround yourself with the organization organizations you choose to be in make a huge impact on what you do it, you cannot do it alone like I, I want to be as clear as you can about that you cannot do it alone it requires a tribe of people and good for him that he had a great tribe of people and now he's got the opportunity to do it for the Dolphins. So some great stuff there. So I'm excited about having a guy right here that we can watch and pay attention to. He clearly instantly has respect because he did it. You know, it's not like he was given to him. Right. The journey was hard. So I don't care who you are in that locker room. He instantly go, okay, bro. Yeah. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's, go. let's go. You're in. Let's hear it. Let's see it. You know, he speaks highly of Tua, which I, I, obviously I don't think he would talk badly about him. Yeah, anyway. he doesn't really have a choice. Job, but you got to feel that Tua's got a better shot at being successful now. Having a guy that's offensive-minded comes out of that, you know, that well, tree. What, what he said was is that, is that it's my job to get the excellence out of you. And so he's not saying that you got to go be Tom Brady. Nope. He's saying it's my job to get the very best out of who you are, which is the ultimate coaching term forever. And, and there's a line that I pulled from one of his interviews where he talked about like, look, like I'm not gifted enough to play in the NFL. I could never do the things that I'm coaching, but because I'm passionate about it and I'm willing to study it as hard as I can, I'm then then able to help people who have the physical gifts do the things that I can see for them to do, which I'm just excited to have a coach like this in there. It's an experiment. He's a young guy, but it's going to be super cool. And what a cool story. I just I'll leave you with this. The latest rumor is he leaves San Francisco. San Francisco wants Tom Brady and Tom Brady wants. So they're talking about. Um, Garoppolo going to Tampa, trading the rights to Brady. He comes back out of retirement. And, <laughs> I mean, listen, that team is ready to win. With a quarterback, they win. Yeah, I yeah. would. Uh, I'd be shocked that after a month or three months that he would come back out of retirement. But he is a guy who says, "You never say never." He you left the never. door wide open. <laughs> so, so we got a lot of great stuff to talk about today. Let's just skip and go right to the morning motivational music because it's a phenomenal song. And then we're going to come back. We can celebrate Bob Iger's birthday and maybe we'll get to some time boxing. I wonder what it's like to be a superhero. 
of superheroes it is bob Iger's birthday today he celebrates being 71 and i would say that bob Iger is a superhero for what he did for walt disney and the disney corporation because during his tenure they did an unbelievable job of recognizing that content was king and he did everything within his power to pull all of the or a lot of the great content creators underneath the Disney umbrella in order to move them to a streaming place. I mean, the business was struggling and he did an unbelievable job of recognizing what the future saw and, and was able to move them into a direction to make them very relevant. We've got a great uh, clip from him. It's a couple minutes long that I want to show because he addresses the university of Texas. What do you got Deb? No, no, no. I was, um, you know, I, yesterday I was at, city furniture yep. and we sat down specifically to brainstorm about uh ja and the future of ja well the vision for you know ja biztown came from wayne heisinger wayne heisinger from blockbuster didn't right. see the streaming side you know right. and wayne has done so much for this community and just fantastic and but when you think about it the foresight to see where all of that, you know, that innovation is just incredible. And so, and so uh, no better way than to and, hear him. And I just got to show the picture. When you're walking through City Furniture, and you he, never know who you're going to see. So yeah. shout out to Randy. <laughs> Randy That's Duke. so awesome. So uh, we, as we're walking in, we see him and, uh, you know, him and his wife, Devin, are big huddlers and, Big uh, LinkedIn fan, so hello, uh, Randall. So thanks for letting me fit it in, Mark. That well, that that I think that connection happened through the huddle. I mean, I think Andy got connected to Correct. Devin through the huddle, which is how it all happened. So gotta love that. But so let's listen to Bob address. I think it was the University of Texas as they graduated, and listen to some of his takeaways. One of the most valuable things that I've learned from my own experiences, as well as from mentors and friends, is that the only way to accomplish meaningful things in life is by acting boldly. Being timid has never gotten anyone anywhere. Of course, boldness is more than just not being timid. It means taking swift, significant action in the face of fear and uncertainty. It means standing with courage and conviction particularly when confronted with tough or unpopular choices. And it means living, or having an unwavering commitment to honesty, integrity, and just doing the right thing, 
means having a deep and abiding curiosity about people, places, ideas, just the sheer willingness to try something new. And being bold also requires ambition, a willingness to dream big. Because when you're in your early 20s, as many of you are, there just is no such thing as having dreams that are too big. Your possibilities are enormous. So my advice, be optimistic, be confident, have faith in yourself and in your abilities, and believe that your dreams are achievable. And don't let anyone tell you they're not. Now you also need to be resilient, something you've heard a lot about recently. But the fact is, there will be setbacks and naysayers along the way for you. But so what? That just happens to be life. Nearly every successful person that I know has struggled or failed at some point. Steve Jobs was fired from Apple, the company he founded. And the guy who made the decision since called it one of the biggest regrets of his life. No kidding. Walt Disney was fired from one of his first jobs as a newspaper artist because he lacked imagination and he had no original ideas. Something that's also kind of hard to believe. Now, Walt failed a number of times over the years. However, always the optimist, he never stopped dreaming big and being bold. So I'm, I'm a keyword guy. I'm a, I'm a buzzword guy. Just pulling out of this curiosity, courage, conviction, honesty, ambition, optimistic, confident, faith, belief, resilient. Like, <laughs> what else do you need? <laughs> you know, so when we talk about, you know, people and their diets, you have a steady diet of that kind of dialogue going into your head. You know, and everybody knows I'm an affirmations freak. That's why you put that stuff in your head. You know, I listened to a new David Goggins things yes, yesterday. And while he's on the extreme of all of that stuff, he still was right, man. You're fighting that enemy, you know, that snooze button. You're fighting it every minute. So, you know, it's so radical that it seems so simple for people to just listen to that. Don't you feel inspired? Lori says, I got chills. That's what great people do. They inspire themselves. They drink it. They shower themselves in it and then go out and share it with people. It's, you know, that was long for the huddle, but great. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what do you you know, Melissa that? Kay says optimism in the face of reality is what you need some days. That's what optimism is, is that it's dealing with that hardness as it's happening right now with the vision of the future, but you got to be bold. You got to be confident in that time. You got to have a belief. You got to have a faith. And I had a long conversation yesterday about helping somebody develop confidence. That is, you know, I was working with one of my leaders and they're talking about one of their people and they're like, ah, she just lacks confidence. She doesn't really, you know, and I said, well, what is confidence? Right. And we should kind of beat around and beat around and beat around. And we finally got to it's the displayed ability to do something. As you want her to have confidence, how many opportunities have, it, have you given her to display that ability? 
It's not just going to magically appear one day as it's it's our responsibility to develop that for them and give them the opportunities to display the ability to do it. So this conversation goes really deep because where do you get confidence from? You get confidence from the training, right? Repetition, the reps. I'm confident I can do that. Then there comes a time when the confidence goes away. You just trust in the fact I've been there. I've done it. Tom Brady with two minutes left in the game, he's been there. He's done it. He's practiced it. He's, you know, there's no, you know, training going on there. He's trusting in the fact that he did the work. Well, he so, trained. Uh, like, right. That's the whole point. Is doing the work to get better, man. It's so like, that's, but like when, as we elevate new people into leadership positions and then we knock their confidence for being in that position – I want to like jump through the screen and be like, they've never done it before. You, you move them into this position because they embodied some great qualities, but where are we doing any training with them? Where are we offering them any opportunities with us? Where are we doing the practice, the preparation and the reps in order for them to have that confidence? It takes time. You got to put in the work. And if somebody's not doing it for you, then you got to do it yourself. You got to figure out your own time, your own schedule to do the reps yourself in order to develop the confidence. You know, no matter what you do in life, at one point, you're going to suck at it. You know, people look at our podcast, this setting, and they go, wow, you guys are really good. You're really natural. Well, Jake did the studies of the first ones that we did, and they're unwatchable. You know, why are we confident now? People ask the same thing. Wow, don't you have a problem getting up in front of 500 or 5,000 people. No, I've done the work. I've practiced. I used the mirror. I used people around me to give me that feedback. So, you know, living it, learning it, all that kind of stuff is what makes you better in life. Confidence just doesn't come in the air. That whole thing, fake it till you make it, is the biggest horseshit that was ever fed to anybody at any time. Fake do it. it. You got to do it. Listen, if I get on stage, you're going to see me faking it, man. You're going to know this is full of shit, man. He's faking it, you know. I don't really need someone else's validation because I did the work and I continue to do the work. I continue to learn. You know, it was so fun. I did a a presentation yesterday for the folks uh, with Jen Homer and her group out in Cincinnati and, you know, went over that Adam Grant piece again. Like, how are you thinking? Yep. Where do you fit in the hierarchy? Are you willing to accept that there's new and you could be wrong? It was so empowering to be around the, the material because, you know, you're a beginner at one point. You're a, a you know. Yeah, and nobody likes it. So, like, I, I want to go back up because Dee said, I hate being a beginner. Everybody hates being a beginner. But Laura says, you know, my four-year-old son asked me, what is confident this morning at 5 a.m.? Explaining that term before he could, before coffee was a struggle. I explain it to Kai as confident is earned. Confident comes from, and I I talked to him about this for baseball because we elevated him up into the older group, moved him to coach pitch with only one year of T-ball. I wanted Tim to know that he was going to swing and miss a lot before he hit the ball. So I told him, I said, you know, confidence is going to come from when you've swung and missed at it a hundred times, and then you hit it on the hundred and first time. And the more times you swing the bat, the more confident you're going to get that you're going to hit the ball. And that's where it will come from. So if you tell them up front that they're going to suck at it and that it's going to be hard, but the only way to get the feeling that they want is to go through that 
makes it a lot easier for them to understand. Listen, there was a time in Jake's career as a football player that he wanted to quit. And I said, we don't quit, man. This yep. is the shit you got to go through. Sorry. You know, and he was kicking and screaming. And I said, you're going to go back. You're going to try more. And one day it's going to flip. And, you know, so when we talk about the greats, you know, Michael Jordan got cut in ninth grade, man. Come on. You know, he didn't allow someone else to define him. He says, what do I need to do to get better? And did it and became the best. What a shame it would be if any of you have that in you and you don't explore it. That's why I love where we are now coaching people. And before we leave today, we should shout you out because a lot of the people that you are coaching just got promoted at City. So you you are helping people define their roadmap, put the, you know, everybody we're working with, we said, what does success look like to you? Okay, let's build the road to get there. And it comes with hard work and rejection and fear and doubt. And when you do, man, it's the, yes, sir, Shay. And uh, we will, we will end the show with a moment of silence for Mr. Sarge Summers, who uh, passed away. Yesterday, so we hate so. to leave the show on a low note, but very sad news came yesterday that Sarge Summers, who came through us through the huddle, um, had a tragic Actually, accident. Through Andrea Sakonikis, she um, being in the oil and gas business, and he was such an unbelievable spirit, and he was killed in a car accident tragically, and it was all over LinkedIn for those that know him. So, Shay, thank you for that reminder. Um, and close, just close it out with a moment of silence. It's yeah, great. so we will not play the let's get down to business music. We will end the show with a moment of silence for Sarge. Have a fantastic Thursday. We will see you guys tomorrow.